I be going hard in the paint, my nigga Don't come around if you ain't my nigga 2019 only made five figures I'm a boss ass nigga Add a couple more digits, boy, and some I just need an earthy ass break mm. hey, hey, I love that song That is a smooth track right there I be going hard in the paint, my nigga Oh, man I l- so Josh I, can't sing along <laughs> I was gonna say, man I, I made that track with him And it it's the hardest song that I can't sing along with. Yeah, every time, every time he's going over that verse, he's looking in the booth to see if you sing or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nodding my head. Yeah. It's a good track. I got a couple ad libs on it. How does that feel though to make music you can't sing along to? It's a weird. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. There's been been stuff like that before where I have to like you know kind of mumble along with it. Yeah. But it's all good. I'm Josh. I'm Jaren. We are the audio files. We are. We don't know what we're talking about. But. We're going to have fun doing it. For sure. Um, that's one of Casey's, I, probably maybe even his very first song that will like get stuck in my head. Yeah. What? How long ago did it drop? Like two, three days ago. Two, three days. That's right. Yeah. Go check it out. Paint by Casey Cope. Yeah. He, 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 he went hard on there. I he can't snapped. S- he snapped, as it were. Uh, yeah, I can't sing along with it, but the hook does get in my head. <laughs> it's infectious. Um, and I, we just wanted to... I wanted to talk a little bit about, about that today. Stuff getting stuck in your head. Yeah. Why it gets stuck in your head. I have an elaborate thing to unfold for you. You always got some elaborate. But before I do, uh, what have you been listening to lately? What have I been listening to? Hmm. A lot of shot day recently, honestly. Oh my god. Like a lot of shot day. Yes. There's one song named Maureen. Um uh, real good friend of mine hates that song, but I always tell them they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So um <laughs> I love Sade, man. Yeah. I love the aesthetic of Sade. Uh, every single one of the records. So what you mean? You like to look at her or? No, like, you know, the pr- the production aesthetic oh, of the- Come on now, Jim. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. But yeah, a lot of Sade. Um, real smooth, kind of, you know. You can listen to it doing anything. You could be chilling on the couch, um, not really doing much, having a drink, having some wine, cooking dinner, mm. you know, in the bedroom, doing other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. you know. I see the picture painting, yeah. <laughs> what about you? What you been listening to? Um, it's a couple, a couple of new people for me. I've been really into Sun Kill Moon. You hip to Sun Kill Moon? I'm not. Don't don't think I want want to be. Uh, it's well, it's pretty interesting stuff. It's like kind of folksy, uh, Surf Jim Stevens esque stuff. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, it's like this guy. What is his name? Mark something. And Mark Ronson. No, he makes really long form songs where he's kind of spoken word rambling oh. and uh, uh it's it's like pretty good stuff i don't know if i recommend it officially yeah him and the baby i'm checking out the baby baby huh? yeah because he's wow. so huge now and he gets all these features and people are talking about him and uh i figured it's time for me to check out his record I listen to baby on baby you know who, who else i've been going who, listening to a lot lately um and this is an artist i've always listened to but like recently over the past couple of weeks i've really been studying them like great artists, but really kind of understand like how they changed over time and what made them so great. Outcast, like oh yeah, albums like kind of just jumping around, you know, hugely revolutionary. Kind of being a student of of uh, Outcast right now. Mm. So. Is it inspi- to inspire music for the purpose of inspiring music, or just to listen to um, what they influence? A, li- a little of both. Um, just like I've always loved Outcast, but. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like everybody loves Outkast. Yeah. I kind of wanted to know, like, why? Like, what makes them so great, you know? They're one of those bands you don't find a lot of, like, 
bad takes on yeah, people don't have a lot of hate for them like literally they made six albums and like five of those albums are like on their essential albums list on yeah. iTunes like they made one bad album which is their last album Yeah, and I wouldn't even say it's bad it's just they was trying to do too much you know right right yeah a lot of pretty pretty ubiquitous pretty uniform uh, take about them definitely so, so shout out to Outkast if you listening three stacks just come out come on back man come on back just one more album at least <laughs> Who knows if it'll be good, man? I hate reunion albums. Reunion albums are like 10% decent for me. I'm sure they still got it. So I want to get into DaBaby a little bit, Jaren. I'm going oh. to unfold this elaborate little scheme I have. Okay. Here's my question for you and for the audiophiles audience. What do DaBaby and Charlie Parker have in common? The answer might surprise you. And what is the baby's name, Charlie? No, uh... I have this thing with Charlie Parker. I can't remember if I've talked about this on air before, but I have this thing. Charlie Parker is hugely revolutionary saxophone player, like invented the bebop sound, you know, like changed, overhauled jazz. Mm -hmm. And he had all these jazz standards and these crazy, crazy elaborate saxophone lines, crazy, crazy, crazy melodies. But I can't listen to Charlie Parker for more than like a few songs because his, his, and this is going to get technical, but, like, his vocabulary is so narrow. Like, uh, Charlie Parker's... Oh, damn, you could scat. For hours and hours. That's Charlie Parker. That was I was channeling. Okay. So it's like that, right? And it's... You just stay in this, like, really narrow library of, like, pretty much same BPM. Mm. Just him doing these chromatic runs. Every once in a while, I'll throw in a sustain note and then a chromatic run somewhere else. And if I listen to it for more than half a record, the sound of Charlie Parker gets stuck in my head. And I'll be walking around like... Just for hours. Kind of like he brainwashed you. He brainwashed me into that like sound. And my complaint with DaBaby, I like DaBaby. I, I, think I he's, don't. You don't? No, I refuse to. I mean, well, I, I barely listen to him. I refuse to listen to any grown man that, you know, with a baby in his name. Here's my recommendation. Give his record a shot. Listen to, like, a few songs right. off of Baby on Baby. I tried. Couldn't do it. Here's the thing with him, man, is all of his flows are the same. So you've heard, you kind of hear one and you hear it all. Uh -huh. And he kind of does the same thing for all of his features. And I found myself halfway through Baby on Baby with, like, the baby flow in my head. And all of the like thoughts in the, my sentences in my head would be formatted in that. It's all that. Anyway, Charlie Parkeritis. Walk around with the baby in my head. You just made a new word, Charlie Parkeritis. So the rhythmic, or not the just the rhythmic, but like the musical vocabulary being so narrow that it just gets. This is the. You could listen to any artist for a long enough time that their sound is just going to be in your head, right? Mm -hmm. Like you go two Portishead albums back to back, yeah. For instance, and you're just in that like dreary lo-fi state, right? Kind of moody. Yeah, you're just in that. You're just your head is get gets put in there like permanently for sure. So, this is my thing. Like I think it's. I think this is probably getting overlooked more and more. We might have to talk about this later. But because of streaming and because of how everything's single-oriented, like, versatility is kind of falling by the wayside. Definitely. I think DaBaby is a good example of that, right? Like, you listen, one DaBaby song is great. Absolute banger. Record of DaBaby, 
is like, man, you're just getting the DaBaby. Hey, like just stop times. saying DaBaby. I'm, I don't want to hear his name. I won't name lie no to you. More. I like his name. I think I hate funny. his name. DaBaby? DaBaby. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, man. It's you couldn't have came up with nothing better? Like, what is he, probably 22? I don't know, man. He's a grown man. Yeah, you too damn old to be the baby. All right. Well, the baby, if you're listening, change that shit. The man, the man. boy, <laughs> something. The the adult, <laughs> <laughs> the parent, the parent. But um, so I don't know. I think you kind of see what I mean at this point. I mean, I want to talk about stuff getting stuck in your head, mm-hmm. but it's like. These different sounds getting stuck in your head. I always go back to the beginning of it. Like, how does how do people make this stuff so infectious? To where I'm just walking around with it all the mm-hmm. time. You know, everyone knows that annoying feeling, right? Definitely. Like a song, a hook in your head. Probably don't even like the song, but it, it doesn't seem like the songs you don't like the most are the ones that always get like stuck in your head. Like the most you can't get them out. So it's like, why is that, man? Because, well, for me and you, I, I think I kind of know why that is. Like, we're uh real music listeners like we we listen to all types of shit so a lot of the stuff that gets stuck in your head that's like super catchy is like based on repetition just think about it like all the like a lot of the biggest songs are like you know like they repeat a lot like even what's the big song out right now uh the box by roddy rich uh in the box had to put a stick in the box nick in the box like the box that's all you know like four times in a row yeah like uh old town road like you know what i mean like it pretty pretty uh like same kind of pattern going the, the whole song um so i think that's what it is once you hear something so many times like it's like oh okay enough already and that's what a lot of like catchy songs are made on that same repetition pattern right i think it will go even farther like that's the secret to memorization is repetition right yeah so you memorize anything and a pop writer's goal is to get you to memorize their song right mm-hmm. to get you to know it you know what I mean? So that's so repetition is the technique. It's kind of like a cheat code. Like even Casey, Casey got a song. Uh, one of his songs is like hella repetitive. That like I kind of can't get it out of my head even now. Uh, that song, like you. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. want to do it like you. Don't do it like you. That's one that people walk away from after live performance. Yeah, and especially the way he set it up in concert. Like he, all right, I'm gonna do this part, and the crowd's gonna do this part. Like sure. it's like you already know the song before he even plays it. I think it's not just repetition, man. I think I would add that it's short repetition. It's like very short things. I mean, mm-hmm. you could repeat a long phase, long phrase over and over again. I don't think it has that same catchy element. That yeah, I mean, if it's too that 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 goes more into like also it has to be pretty simple, like lyrically, like <clears throat> girl, you look good. Once you back that ass up, it's a lot easier to say than uh, girl, you look beautiful. Once you put that, <laughs> once you please put that backside in reverse on me, like that was you know? a good uh, that was a good comp. But I mean, they're saying the same thing, but. You know, one goes down a little easier. Yeah, like you can total, total simplicity. Yeah, right? definitely. You got to be real simple. I mean, at this point, we're just kind of unpacking the nature of catchiness, right? Pretty much. I don't know if I've talked about this on air either, but there's, I have like a thing about catchy stuff and sticky stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I think we we talked probably like a long time ago. Yeah, like episode one or two. I'll revisit it real briefly. Like, catchy is this thing that we're talking about where it's like that short. That super, super simple soundbite that just gets pushed in your head a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Man, and, you know, we talked about this too, but I think, like, 08, 09 were, like, terrible years for this. People uh, were people were leaning on that. Now, that's when pop got, like, really bad, right? 
But so, not even just lyrically back then where they leaning on like repetition. Like the whole music that was kind of big at, at that point was like uh, techno kind of inspired stuff. And a lot of like the beats and techno were yeah, you know, the, sure. Like, they so didn't. Yeah. The music itself was repetitive, too. They didn't know enough about producing to really add a whole lot of variance. Mm-hmm. Like you take a, a Timbaland and a Pharrell. They're advanced producers, yeah, right? Definitely. Like they don't, they can make a beat better than just something that just loops, you know? It's okay. So catchiness is this thing where it's just like this simple over and over and over again, right? I think stickiness is the music that I gravitate toward, like a 16 bar phrase, like a long chorus, where it's just the words of the chorus are only said all the way at the end of like the refrain or something like so that. So give me a few uh, examples of a sticky song as opposed to a catchy song. Man. Okay, I can't say the lyrics. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, I can't say the lyrics of Paint. I think it's somewhere, (laughs) I think it's like a sticky, because there's nothing really getting repeated in it, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like one kind of long sentence that's like two bars long. Yeah. Uh, Let me try to think of something that everyone might know, though. That's a good example of this. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, you totally did put me on the spot. Fly Me to the Moon. Everyone can think of the chorus of Fly Me to the Moon, right? I don't think we can. I'm not going to get on my Sinatra. How do I make a good example of this? Everybody that listens to us listens to different kinds of music. All right, so let's break it down. Give me a catchy song first. Like, what's catchy? Catchy would be like, let me think. You know, it's a terrible, God, I hate to bring this up because the second I say it, it's going to be stuck in all of your heads. But on the radio today came Def Leppard's Pour Some Pour some sugar on me. Oh. Yeah, see, that's a terrible example. But that riff is that. It's the riff that does it. I don't. It's the riff. I think it's not just the riff. It's that hook, man. That hook is like yeah, bare bones, that. minimal. Like put it on repeat. Every it's in your head forever. I got a real love hate relationship with that song. Yeah, I mean, first time is a good song, right? Yeah. But it's an absolute pop song, and you're stuck with it for like 16 hours after you hear. it. All right, I, I think a catchy song to me is something like Happy by Pharrell. Yeah, super. You know? Yeah. And, it, like, again, repetition. Like, he says happy, like, you know, all through the song because I'm happy. Yeah, know? sure. Um, Very simple to sing along to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, half the lyrics don't even make sense. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. What the hell is that? It's, it's He's speaking to your subconscious, dude. But that's what, it doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. as simple as you can get, the better. There's a th- what's a good example of a sticky thing, man? Like the I think the Beatles were good at this. I think like Led Zeppelin was good at this because they'd have longer form melodies that weren't like super super short, dumbed down, mm-hmm. repetitive things. Like uh, so, like whole lot of love. Whole lot of love is a cool example. That's pretty catchy. I think well, B- Black Dog. Black Dog is like kind of like a long form melody. You know, it's not just like a simple loop that you're getting hit with over and over. Yeah, again. well, even the yeah, I would say sticky to that because even. Like, the guitar riff didn't make sense to me when I first heard it when I was a kid. Like, it takes a few times for you to listen to yeah, that Yeah, that's so. another element of that sticky thing. Is it yeah. takes a few times to become familiar. Where catchy is you're instantly, you know, at first listen. Like, I listened to Black Dog, and I was like, I don't know if I really like this. Like, it didn't make sense to me at first. Like, But now it's, like, one of my favorite songs. 100%. Like, I, I could actually play the riff a little bit on guitar. Oh, Not to toot my own Oh, my God. But uh, musician I taught myself that in guitar class. When Ladies I was, and like, gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> 16. It's good stuff. Okay, I see what you mean. Sticky, because it, it, it got to stick with you. It has to stick with you, but it 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 sticks maybe after some familiarity. 
after some yeah, listening to the song a few through. times you gotta yeah yeah I, I think those are usually the best kind of songs in my opinion the sticky ones because they have a level not necessarily catchy but like you kind of can't get them out of your head and but it doesn't lean on that cheat code <clears throat> yeah it's a bit it's more a, complicated it is a bit more complicated i think that's a more genuine form of songwriting if you're not just like utilizing this like stick that you're beating people mm-hmm. over the head with you know yeah like songs don't have to be super flashy to be good sticky is not as marketable but yeah i would agree it's better kind of music i'll say this i think like the songs that we really list look up to like in terms of like a, a critical way like you know like people applaud this is like a great uh song i think those are probably the, the sticky songs the catchy ones are like the huge hits and sticky ones could be huge hits too but yeah catchy wears off quick the, yeah the the ones that are going to stand the test of time be on like uh the rolling stone 500 greatest songs of all time list are going to be, like, for the most part, the sticky ones. Man, I just want to shout out Stevie Wonder. Man, all of those melodies, longer-form melodies, like long A sections with refrains, superstition, super sticky, right? So I'm going to ask you this. That, that that raises a good question for me. Who would you say is, like, the king and or queen of, like, stickiness? Um, A couple, few people just popped in my head all at the same time. I want to shout out both Sid and Napalm. For writing long melodies, yeah, sophisticated melodies, definitely. Stevie Wonder is—he uh, is masterful at stickiness, but it does lean to the catchy side because some of his greatest hooks are like short, repetitive hooks. Sir Duke, Superstition. I think Superstition. I don't know. That's on the border, man. I think that's kind of catchy. You think so? Yeah. It's hard to define. Some of that stuff lies in that area where it's just like, like yeah. The superstition part, you know, very superstitious. That's, like, that's pretty. You know, yeah, you kind of get that first. Kind of get right to the point, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> What do you think, like, king or queens of? Of stickiness? Sticky songwriting. Hmm. John Lennon, too, I got to say. John Lennon. He wrote Imagine, and that's his one catchy song. That's why everyone knows it. But a lot of his other discography, you know, including, obviously, with the Beatles. Like, longer, more complicated melodies honestly don't know i i'm really thinking i think like for me it'd probably be somebody who's a rapper more likely you think so yeah like a, maybe a, a drake or kendrick or dare i say a j cole oh my goodness i will say i think j cole is is a little stickier than he is catchy because at least his hooks are not super super dumbed down simple like how like a lot of yeah. modern rap that we like know about is super super dumbed down simple. So, and I, I but he already gets too much credit for that, you know. So I mean, you be hating on J Cole. Like J Cole's you, doing. You fine. gave him. You gave him a great like a great <laughs> compliment. Then you just had to take it. back. I can't just let him run with that. J Cole, if you're listening, I mean, you know, you got off easy this time. I be J Cole, if you're listening, come on and sit down with us. Uh, let's take, let's take a quick break, man. When we come back, what are we gonna do? We're gonna talk about some songs. We're gonna talk about some music? Some catchy music. Yes. We'll be back. Peace. Corolla in the cigarette I'm rolling Ain't enough, but I guess that shit's enough right now A full Corolla in the cigarette I'm rolling Ain't enough, but I guess that shit's enough Yeah If left to my vice 
places, man, I'd probably be engulfed in cigarette smoke, spliff hits, pockets full of empty hopes. No one notices a lonely man who walks alone and cuts his load, lost upon an empty road, hot springs hollowed and play low in notes. Sometimes I find them lashing on to pretty people, broken homes, sometimes it's both, grind the strolls through insecurity. Back. Another great track. That was Panda Raps. Yeah, like I said, we're going to talk some shit about you too, Panda. <laughs> yeah. You're going to yeah. get all this smoke. Panda is coming on the show sooner or later. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. He didn't even drop a song recently uh, called Fuck Big Soda. He did drop a song Pretty called Fuck Big Catchy song, if I must say so. That song's <laughs> doing great. That song got in a GoPro commercial. What? Yeah. Damn, bro. How does that feel to have like a, somebody make a diss record? <laughs> About you that you produced and mastered, <laughs> and that's the one. That's the song that gets them on a it's, commercial. It's kind of cool, man. You know, everyone's the whole world's gonna be singing "fuck big soda" anytime now. <laughs> Anyhow, um, few songs that I wrote down, we wrote down, that are particular terrible candidates of this gets stuck in my head and probably I hate it. I don't think I hate mine, um, but they do get stuck in my head. Yeah, it's it's mostly a hate thing, man, because I think, as you said, like we tend to gravitate toward more intricate stuff. We don't like those rep- that repetitive yeah. ephemeral. So, hey, yeah, what what? That's like the first thing on my list. That's crazy, and I hate that song. For what? That's insane. I love that. It's like song. my least favorite Outcast. That's song. like my f- favorite favorite Outcast. But like, I don't know it. They teach. I feel like this. If they teach you a song in guitar class, like, it's probably not a good. It's probably a pretty come on, man. Song. What about Black Dog? You taught yourself Black Dog. I taught myself that Hey I was taught to us. That's it. There's a difference. Damn. Man, I love Hey I. I think Hey I is brilliant. It's like a twenty bar, twenty measure phrase or something. I didn't even bother to learn that song. I hate this damn song. I'm never damn. gonna play this. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's like my least favorite. You're talking about Outcast here at the beginning of the episode. I know, and that's that's crazy that you would bring that up. Like, I just think they're capable of so much more than that. Even as a pop song, even you know, not even just rapping. Like as a pop song where they're singing, I think they're capable of more than that. Okay, damn. Andre three thousand, if you're li- if you're listening, he didn't mean it. But I, no, I think he made that song to be like that because he knew it was it was it's very like it's a formula that song. That's yeah, but the 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 beauty of that song is that the lyrics are tense. The lyrics are like dark, secretly, and you're like not kind of not supposed to notice it. I mean, I guess, but I'm you know me most of the time I'm listening to the music first. Yeah, he's not sold. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Moving right along, I mean, you know that song by Weezer, Undone. I don't. You, you big Weezer guy? Nah, I can't say him. I like a few of them. Say it ain't so, uh, Buddy Holly. Yeah, catchy, man. Stuck in my head. Perfect sometimes. situation. I just got put on that by Brian Copeland. So, shouts out to Brian Copeland. A lot of that pop punk, I think, was like, you know, they make rock with like really, really short choruses, anthem choruses. Mm-hmm. You know, Blink 182 was, was good at that. <coughs> Pretty much any Green Day song. I was just about to say Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I was going to say Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Well, I said it. First, That's cr- so You I, can't say it. Th- t- today, I was walking a lonely road. And sometimes when I'm walking <laughs> just in the city by myself in a certain kind of mood, it'll come into my head and I won't be able to get it out. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that and 21 Guns also comes to mind. Yeah. 21 Guns. They do make pretty catchy songs. Well, Maybe that's, especially when they went through that like pop phase, you know? That's why I don't really respect them as a real band. Have you heard their new record? No. 
Don't listen to their new record. I feel like Green Day, I don't know. Green Day makes rock for people that don't actually want to listen to rock, that want to listen to pop, really, but want to feel like they're badass a little bit. That's an incredibly good take. So they just put Green Day on. That's the perfect take on uh, 21st Century Breakdown or American Idiot. That's exactly correct. Yeah, totally agree. They're not making real rock music. Wow. They, Brutal. Nirvana Light or some shit like that. Nirva- <laughs> Diet Nirvana. <laughs> My God. Wow, sorry. Green. Well, I do like some Green Day, so I'm I'm not saying I don't. They're not. I'm saying they're not a good rock band. They're a good band. They're not rock though. All the time. They, they're they're. It's pop, pop of the rock, rock format. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sure. So, kind of like the Beatles, but to- totally different at the same. I was gonna say, as far as the Beatles, like usually their their melodies are like, you know, not super duper simple, but that but Hey Jude, man, is the worst Beatles song. What? Yeah, Hey Jude is is, is whack. I like Hey Jude. The the outro of Hey Jude goes twenty seven times. That's that's class A beating you over the head with the stick. But I mean that's what a lot of their songs do. I don't think so, man. Paul McCartney did that, but get this Beatles song in your head. Ah man, I think a couple per record were generally like that because yeah, they were a pop band, but like the stuff that I really like about the Beatles is generally not. Generally doesn't do that, you know. I like the stick there, stickier. I just got to say, I punched myself in the leg for emphasis right there, and it hurts like hell right now. I think Damn, I'm going to have dude. a Charlie horse. You got to go easy on yourself. Man. You got to <laughs> respect your leg. Man. All right, so give me some more uh, catchy, like, songs. Catch, yeah. Give me a catchy song you like, though. I was going to get into some hip-hop stuff, man. You know Big Sean, Bounce Back? I hate that song. You hate that song? I kind of like that song. Yeah, but tonight I bounce back. I kind of like that. It kind of makes my head bounce. I don't like Big Sean when he be doing catchy songs. Yeah, I don't think that's a, too uncommon of a... Because he can actually rap. He can actually rap. He be dumbing himself down, trying to chase Drake. Yeah, he yeah. did for a phase, for but, sure. But the thing about it is we're going way off topic right now, but Drake actually took Big Sean's style a lot. Like, listen to like old Big Sean and old Drake when they first came out. Like, he took his whole like kind of flow. Really? From Big Sean. I didn't I d- didn't know the history of kind of who came first with yeah, that. Yeah, Big Sean came first. Damn. Come on, Drake. You know that song, I Don't Fuck With You? Everyone knows that song, I Don't Fuck With You. <laughs> Everybody know that song. Everyone knows that song. Little stupid, it ain't bug with you. Man, get out of here with that hook. I remember, I, I'm not actually going to say the person that I was talking <laughs> to, but they I was like, do you ever listen to Bay Area hip-hop? Because I worked with a lot of the Bay Area hip-hop guys mm-hmm. when I was first interning. And this person was like, no, I don't really listen to Bay Area hip-hop, but I really like that song, I Don't Fuck With You. What are you talking about? Oh, like, you know, uh, E-40. Like, That's really what you know E-40 for? Is this well, feature I mean, that was on that? probably the biggest song E-40 is probably. Yeah, but that annoys me. That's like, that's like Kiss getting known for that fucking one disco song that they made or whatever. Kiss. Disco no, what what is that song called? Um, I was made for loving you. It's like the worst kiss song, and it's like the one that people know about. Yeah, I'm I'm going off the rails here. E40 like, has better stuff than that fucking feature, man. That's a whole another segment in itself. E40. Yeah, I wish maybe one day we'll have E40 on. E40 for listen. Yeah, man, we should probably talk about Bay Area hip hop one of that's these days. The, I got a lot of takes on that, and it's probably gonna piss some people off. Absolutely. A lot of people gonna agree, but yeah. All right, <laughs> moving right along. I think uh, I'm just about burnt through my list, but I wanted to shout out "Suge" too by the baby. 
because it's like I know that but I was talking about the baby earlier and it's not necessarily that song that gets stuck in my head but his flow will get stuck in my head after I listen to that and it's kind of like a different thing and I'll just walk around with my with my ears ringing yeah the baby the baby so before we get out of here I wanted to offer a solution to what problem to stuff getting stuck in your head okay um, imagine go through the last hook, get through the end of the song, and and visualize with your mind's ear the end of the song all the way through. Just remember what the end of the song sounds like, and then remember a couple of seconds of silence. Works about half the time for me. You ever tried that? No, can't say I have. I get it out of your head. Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. All right, I'll try that. You're gonna have to explain that again. Check it out. You just all you gotta do is just re- is just remember what the end of the song sounds like, and then like go through it. You know what I'm talking about? I feel you, but this is the thing. Like songs that even the catchy songs that like, I can't get out of my head that I don't like, can't say I've listened to them all the way through to the end. So I don't know what the end sounds. Well, make like. up your own end. Okay. Because it's about resolving whatever the melody is, and once it's resolved, think about silence, and then see if it's not out of your head. Again, it only works like half the time, but try it if you're desperate. Remember this episode. All right. This was uh, fun. Uh, I didn't know what I was talking about. I know you didn't, but I have fun <laughs> doing it. You have any recommendations before we get out of here? Um, listen to more Sade. Bring back the old school. Mm. Bring back the love-making music. You know, mm. We need more love, not more hate. Um, and Sade is definitely uh, good for helping with that. So, Paint, Casey Cope. Blap. You took the easy way out. Listen to the pain. You took the easy way out. That song is fantastic. You took the easy way out. But uh, check us out. Uh, Next week we'll be having a a playlist out for y'all. So uh, let us know what you think of that. Peace. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Sitting on the floor of your room Is now what life's all about Hope it left around noon